Hey guys, I know I don't usually pop in here before the episode, but I really wanted to let you all know that our team applications are still open. We have so many positions open for staff writers and social media creators. If you're interested in being part of a project that strives to lift up teenagers, um, you should definitely consider being part of our organization. Um, All the information will be on our social media or in the description of this podcast so you can see how you can apply from there. We also have opportunities for teens to co-host their own podcast series, so if you're interested and that again just check out all the links in the description and see how you can be more involved Um, Once again, it's another episode of our Teen Leader Series. Today I'm speaking with MindStance. MindStance is a youth-run organization that advocates for mental health. Today I am joined with three of their members today. Um, Welcome to the podcast, guys. How are you guys doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Great, great. Um, I'm so happy to have you all on today. I've never interviewed this many people before, so let's see how it goes. Definitely going to be exciting. Um, But before we start, um, why don't everyone go ahead Uh, introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us um, what role you play in the organization. Okay, um, I'll start. I'm Neha. I'm from India and I'm the founder and president at MindStance and I'm 16. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. Um, I'm Kayla. Um, I'm going to be primarily a writer on MindStance and I'm an incoming high school senior, so. Okay, hi everybody. My name is Sky. Uh, I'm a staff writer at MindStance, and my pronouns are he, he, they, she. Okay, great. Uh, Well, it's great to meet all of you. Um, It's so great what you guys are all doing. It's definitely an important issue we need to address, especially in the pandemic. Um, So many children, especially teens, are struggling that as well, being sheltered away from social interaction and all. Um, That can have a huge toll on your mental health. So I kind of wanted to ask you all, how did this organization originate or how did you get involved initially? Was there an experience you had? Was an idea you had in mind? Um, I actually started uh, studying psychology only recently, but Mm -hmm. I was very interested in the subject from early on. I think about like the eighth grade, I read a very random article on some website and then Mm -hmm. I was hooked. So that's primarily the idea came from just reading a lot of articles and realizing how important both psychology and mental health and the stigma that that was around it and how important eradicating that was. So that's how that came into picture. But I think primarily I was focused on psychology initially, only after I recruited members. And I'm sure Kayla and Kai can tell you, a lot of them were super into the mental health part, which is actually that was the only mm-hmm. that was the point where I realized that we should probably include that as well. Yeah. So Kayla, okay, how did you guys get involved? I mean, what um, how did mind stands um, stand out to you? Yeah, I think for me, I had been um, writing mental health articles for a while. I have my own blog a little Instagram page that I've been running for a while, but I was really looking for a place to be able to do it collaboratively. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just kind of looking around for a few places and it kind of just stood out to me because usually they would say mental health only, but they it did say psychology. And I thought that was really interesting because it, it, you know, mental health specifically is only one portion of psychology. Mm-hmm. There's you know, social psychology, cognitive, so many other different right. types. And 
I was just really excited to be able to delve into those just as much as the mental health. Mm -hmm. So, uh, me personally, I was looking for uh, writing extracurriculars, and when Neha uh, messaged me about the psychology blog, I was really excited since. I was a big fan of psychology since I was a kid. I remember buying little books about it. And the fact that it's also advocating for mental health was mm -hmm. really important to me because a lot of the people around me also suffer with, uh, with it. So it's really great. It's actually great to hear that you guys are so involved in something like this. I've also ne never seen someone like around my age group that's been interested in psychology. So it's definitely so cool to hear all of your stories. Um, I also looked into um, the account of MindSense. I know you guys don't just interact on social media. You guys also coordinate events. I also see that you guys have a webinar coming up. Um, so tell me about that. How have your events been going lately and why should people listening be more involved in them? Um, our events are primarily uh, focused around more public mm -hmm. participation. Um, mm -hmm. Our first event was a fundraiser, which I will not lie, it wasn't, it didn't go the best because it was our first event and we were kind of just getting into the flow of things. And mm -hmm. so the webinar idea just came when I um, saw, saw this um, Dr. Navroop suits. Uh, she's a psychotherapist and her account on Instagram was it really stood out to me because it kind of had the same the same aims as MindStance did so I just wrote in a quick DM and she said she'd be interested so primarily it focuses on explaining anxiety and stress during COVID-19 which as you mentioned earlier oh. it's so big because um, uh, as you mentioned the social interaction part and not mm. having that can have such a huge impact on kids and teens especially so uh, yeah, that's how, that's how it came up. That's how the topic came up. Um, the events, we definitely have a lot of events planned ahead. We're slowly starting to get into the groove of really involving the public in our events. But mm -hmm. um, I think it's definitely gonna take some time because this is only our second event. We're still kind of gelling into things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely sounds like a great opportunity. Um, so everyone listening, if you hear this, make sure to follow MindStance on Instagram, right? MindStance on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, make sure to follow them and make sure to stay tuned for all their events. So um, another question I wanted to ask you is, I, of course, wanted to gain your individual input on the topic of mental health itself. Um, again, recently, many teens, especially younger kids, have been struggling with their mental health. And sometimes people don't know how to healthily cope. I know sometimes I don't really cope the best way, but I want all your answers on this. Um, but each of you tell me why, what mental health means to you. Why should people listening be more pro proactive about it? And why should mental health be talked about more? I feel like mental health kind of has a stigma attached to its name. When you think mental health problems, you kind of think, oh, like, you know, you know what I mean? Um, so what's your take on that? Um, I would actually like to go first, if you guys would let me. Um, so I think for me, uh, I one of my personal beliefs is that um, mental health is literally at the forefront of everything that we do. You know, every drive, every um, decision that you make can have a, a psychological um a psychological basis and not only that but I think that one thing that I'm really passionate about is intersectionality I think that 
Um, a lot of people don't take into consideration um, that, you know, we all have different lenses that we see life through and it's going to be shaped by our life experiences and different identity markers that we hold. And I feel like it's just really important that um, people know the, how those identity markers and how those life experiences can um, kind of create that lens because that lens is how we see life and that and it's really inter intertwined with mental health in the sense that if you don't pay attention to how those things can also affect your mental health, then I feel like you can't live the best life possible. So I feel like I'm also a really big proponent of um, intersectionality mm -hmm. within mental health just to make sure that everybody is living, you know, as best and holy as they can. Yeah, so I agree with um, a lot of what Kayla said. Mm -hmm. Mental health is involved with every single thing that we do. And to think that people our age aren't taught enough about it, it's kind of scary because imagine the kind of um, the kind of betterment you could get in your life if you had just a little bit more knowledge about whether it's mental illness or just mental well-being or self-care, just really small things like that can make a huge impact on your mentality about things, your physical health in a way. And um, when you mentioned earlier that there is stigma, there's definitely a lot of stigma. And I think um, when someone says they're going to therapy, there's so many whispers around them. And exactly. it's really sad. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really sad. And I think mental health should in a way be treated exactly the same, if not important, more importantly, as physical health, because in a way they're very, very interrelated. So yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, I remember back then a personal anecdote of mine. Uh, I was in health class and we were talking about mental health and they were talking about depression. And I remember uh, I remember none of my classmates knowing nothing about it. And I guess it really made me scared for them because I know that mental health, mm -hmm. uh, mental illnesses doesn't pick their victims. It doesn't, it doesn't mean like whatever race, whatever age, it doesn't pick their victims. And I really wish that the school system, uh, everybody should, be more no uh, would know more about mental health and mental illnesses. And what Sky said there um, about like you know introducing mental health education a little bit earlier, I actually really really love that idea because you know what a lot of people don't know is that people's self esteem and their self worth can be fully developed around the age of like three and four, and most mental illnesses can start roughly around 11, 12, and people aren't getting taught about these mental illnesses until like maybe 13, 14 at minimum. And so at the end of the day, like if they're experiencing these symptoms ahead of time and they don't even know what they are, you know, that that is very detrimental. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like what Sky said, how you, or and Kale, how you guys introduce education to the discussion, because I think that's a huge thing. Why is such an issue today? Because again, there's that stigma, like it's not really taught later in age. And I really noticed that a lot of mental illnesses or problems um, kind of root from a young age, root from insecurities. It all kind of starts from that. So I think that our education system to definitely be kind of more involved in that and kids should be, uh, be made more aware of this problem for sure. Um, because we are talking about the stigma of mental health, um, do you guys have any opinions on that? Why do you think society kind of puts mental health in that way? Like why, when someone says like, oh, I'm going to therapy, I have a mental illness. Like, why do people look down on people like that? Do you have any opinions on that? I personally think that 
uh, the stigma roots from a lack of education. Right. It's really that simple because when someone says they have depression, taking this an example, um, they don't really, they connect depression with just sadness or something mm -hmm. really bad happening in your life. And that um, takes a much wider magnitude mm -hmm. when you say you're going for therapy for it because then it looks like you really really need help and you're kind of played as like an evil perspective like right. I'm not really sure how to put it but people see you as more than just a victim something mm -hmm. I think much more worse than just a victim of depression mm -hmm. you're kind of treated very differently because you know people start being really sensitive towards you and all of that and they might think that like that helps, but personally, I feel that just creates much more of a bigotry because what people don't realize is as soon as you put a label on these illnesses, it becomes much harder to get rid of them. Yeah. So I don't exactly know. There could be so many other reasons because the vastness of the stigma is so large that there could be a multitude of reasons. Yeah. But I think the primary one is a lack of education to common people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow, this is conversation is actually very eye-opening. I've never really gained like input on this, and I'm like, wow, yeah, it is based on our education. I've never really discussed this, so this is really interesting. Um, okay, awesome. So um, this is, um, I guess, reaching the end of the interview. Um, this is not really much of a question, but I wanted you all to give a chance to say whatever you want. I know you all might have something you wanted to say, or if you want to let listeners to know where to find your social media, you can go ahead, promote any upcoming projects, or just any last messages you would just like to say about mental health or whatever. Um, yeah, sure. I might have something to add. I just yeah, think go ahead. that... Um, since we're talking about the, you know, seriousness about the lack of education and stigma surrounding mental mm -hmm. health, I would probably say that as a youth and as, you know, this age group who are, the future is literally in our hands and there's so much you can do about it, especially sensitive issues like mental health, but also like gender inequality or mm -hmm. climate change, something very, very prominent there's so much you can do about it i feel like youth these days are just scared or unsure or they don't have the resources and they end up just pushing all of their ideas away but there's a lot you can do participating in events even something as small as that could make a huge change for people that really need that help so yeah mm -hmm. i would i think that's just something i wanted to add is that don't really be scared to take that extra step and do whatever you think will make a change yeah, yeah. Do um, both of you guys have something you'd like to say? Yeah, I wanted to say, um, I think it's really important, you know, as as youth that we yes. really try to pay attention to um, how the stigma is rooted in our own lives. I think that a lot of people may not uh, be as aware of how it's also represented in the media, TV shows right. and movies, and how mental illness can be negatively impacted there. Um, I think that people are trying to make strides to, you know, uh, make it a little bit more of a commonplace thing but just to recognize the stigmas in yourself be careful with your language um mm -hmm. sometimes people may use you know language like oh i i'm so ocd because they you know oh, yeah so all the time and you're something like that and just be really cognitive of your language mm -hmm. and um just try to know and be a little bit more aware of of how um how you may be contributing to that on your own your own stigma um and mental and mental illness and mental health as well yeah, yeah. Actually, going a little off topic, um, I actually wanted to say something on the stigma. Um, uh, from my experience of what I've seen with my friends, I noticed that 
when you do talk about mental illness or you do say you're going to therapy or you're getting help, I feel like, well, people my age, um, they're, they see it as weak or like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, you need help. Like, well, like there's definitely nothing wrong with getting help. I feel like therapy like is a, like kind of helpful, even if you don't have a mental illness, you know, it's just under kind yes. of understanding and taking care of yourself. That should definitely be more emphasized in a society. I don't know. Our society is kind of messed up. But <laughs> no, I definitely agree with you with that. And yeah. I do think that not only within friend groups, but also within cultures, um, I've Correct. definitely noticed that, at least for me, um, the Black community has definitely been a really big proponent in terms of like, embedding that stigma in the in the black community it's really hard to like get that out mm-hmm. and so I think that culture is also a big proponent of like how that stigma can be implemented mm-hmm. but um yeah I definitely agree with what you said there that, that was that was a good point there. yeah no, I actually can relate to you a lot um obviously I come from an Asian background but no it's just that there is a culture difference because some cultures don't really prioritize mental health you know you might prioritize education or whatever and that's fine like, you know, I actually appreciate that and that's fine. But I just feel like sometimes you just need to have a conversation with your parents, maybe just be like, you know, I, you know, mental health is a big thing. And I actually want adults to be more aware of this, not only kids, you know, this is an issue that everyone should know about and be more educated about. Oh, yes, I, I just want the youth to know two things. One is that their actions matter. There's the saying in my country that goes, uh, it goes like how the youth is the future of our generation. And I just want them to know that all of their actions has consequences. Right. And I hope that these actions will make good enough consequences to make sure that the future generations would have a better place to live. And second, I want them to know that, that they matter. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that somebody could tell them that they matter. And uh, yeah, that's all. I just had one more thing and it kind of ties into what I said as well. So I really like that is that I don't know that any, if anybody really knows this, but there is a bill. Um, I think it was in Kentucky that they were trying to get passed. It was one that was kind of related to, you know, how we have physical um, health checkups every year. Um, people that were trying to get a mental health, uh, like a therapy type of thing set up. So that way people could, um, it would be an annual like therapy checkup type of thing um, every year. And so I was just really going to encourage you guys to like go and check that out. Um, I think public policy is also a really, really big way that we can try to kind of make change um, in terms of mental health as well. So keep an update for that. Right, right. Okay, well, I guess it's the end of the interview. Thank you guys so much. Um, I love the conversation we had. Um, definitely opened my eye about mental health. I never really, um, no one really my age is kind of involved in mental health or really sees it as an issue. So it's really um, great for me to talk to people around my age who are involved in this sort of issue. So thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure to follow Mindsets on Instagram. I'll link all of their socials or whatever in the description of this podcast. And yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the fourth episode of the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Voice for Teens Project for new opportunities. And don't forget to stay tuned for the rest of our Teen Leader series.